Did you know that every time you listen to an ad on this podcast, you help cover the cost of producing Find Your Food Voice? Thank you to our sponsor, Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. Because of them, my team and I can continue our independent podcast. Equilibria is a women-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and back my mind and body back into harmony. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. It also promotes optimal vaginal pH. These probiotics were chosen because they are studied for women's health. And I love that you can subscribe. So if you find that Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense helps you, you can subscribe so you don't have to think twice about running out and also save 25% off. I just started taking the Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense after a trip overseas that made my GI tract kind of funky. I am hoping that it helps make things just a little bit easier, easing back in. And also as a woman, as a woman in midlife, I'm always looking for ways to help with vaginal pH. If you are not in midlife yet, just be aware. It's a thing that is around the corner for you. So head to myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. All right, let's get back to the show. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of the Love Food Podcast is brought to you by Green Mountain at Fox Run, the pioneering women's retreat to help you find peace with food, fitness, and your body. Through powerful tools such as mindfulness, stress reduction techniques, and mindful movement, you'll learn to eat, move, feel, and live in the moment. Visit www.fitwoman.com forward slash love food for more information. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by award-winning dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita, and let's begin. Welcome to episode 48 of the Love Food Podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and food peace promoter. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today, and I'm excited to share this episode with you. I have a letter from someone who's training to become a dietitian, and I got to speak with a really fun guest. Her name is Lauren Anton, as we discuss the letter and some solutions that we have for her to experiment with. But before we get to the letter, I just wanted to say thank you to all of you who have subscribed to the show, who have left me a review of the show. Um, I don't know if you can appreciate how much it means to me knowing that you have taken those steps because I think about all the times that I've done that and I know it isn't easy to 
take a, a moment out of your day to do something that really doesn't do anything for you. So whenever you have done that, I really, really appreciate it. And the thing that's really neat about you subscribing and leaving a rating or review is that it helps the show to pop up um, a little bit sooner in search results and also in the charts, like on how people find um, podcasts. And if someone isn't necessarily searching for healing their relationship with food, um, but just like kind of looking through podcasts, um, they will see it if it if a show has more subscriptions and ratings and reviews. So um, again, thank you to all of those of to all of you that have done that. I really appreciate it. And if you haven't and you would like to, again, just know that I am giving you a really big virtual high five and thank you. But it's it is a complicated process. Um, iTunes is one way that many of you I know are listening to this episode right now and. They make it kind of have some weird steps, I think, uh, but they don't really care about my opinion on this. So, but I have found a way to make it easier for you to leave a rating or review. So, if you go look at the description of the podcast you're listening to right now, and um, what will pop up is a little, a few sentences, but then also a button that says uh, subscribe and leave a review here in seconds. And if you just push that button, it'll direct you right to the place where you can leave a rating and review. And I read all of them. They bring so much joy to me. So thank you so much for spending the time to do that. And just know that it further helps other people to help their relationship with food, food and find this message from this podcast. So thanks. And let's stop talking about all this stuff. Let's get to the letter. And I look forward to hearing how you experience this episode. Dear Food, for as long as I can remember, I've gotten mixed signals about how to have a relationship with you. I spent weekdays with my parents where you were restricted from me and weekends with my grandmother who showed love through you. I was a fat child. I can remember even as a toddler being ashamed of myself and refusing to have my picture taken. The older I got, the larger I became, and I was alone a lot, and you were the only thing that was there for me. I abused you, and I couldn't stop. The numb feeling you gave me seemed worth it at the time. The bullying got even worse in middle school and high school. I avoided everything and everyone. I get emotional to this day thinking about all the things I missed out on, things that normal kids and teenagers take for granted like going to dances, parties, and just being a kid. I spent most of my time lost in daydreams thinking, if only I were thin, I could do that. My sophomore year of high school, I had had enough. I decided to quit you completely. I starved myself for a year and lost over 100 pounds. I still wasn't happy. It was never enough for me, and I always felt like the fat girl. Over the next 10 years, I was every size. I was obese, thin, average, and everything in between over and over again because I never learned how to love you. I decided the only thing to do is learn everything I could about you. I went to college for nutrition. I wanted to help myself and help other people possibly avoid the sad and lonely years I endured. I learned so much about you, how you nourish me, the incredible way you help my body function, and how to help others. I have finally, after many years, realized that I will never be skinny. I'm in a slightly larger than average body now, and I'm finally learning that what I look like does not define who I am as a person. 
None of us are perfect, and loving oneself is the true true way to find peace and happiness. I don't want to miss out on anything else. There is one thing I can't understand. When I tell people I'm a nutrition major, I can see the looks of judgment they give me. It's gotten to the point where I don't want to tell people. I've even been called a hypocrite, and sometimes I feel like I am. There are still times when I'm alone and use you to numb my problems. As an adult, I still get reminded that I'm not thin. I wish people knew the power of words and could feel the hurt it brings me. It takes me back to what I felt like as a child. I don't want to let anyone take that away from me anymore. I am graduating soon and fear what I will have to face when in the food and health industry. How do I deal with this constant judgment? And how can you and I just exist in peace? Loved, mixed up, and fearing judgment. Before we explore this episode's letter, a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Green Mountain at Fox Run, the pioneering women's retreat to help you find peace with food, fitness, and your body in Ludlow, Vermont. For over 40 years, Green Mountain has developed sustainable, non-diet strategies for women who struggle with weight, emotional and binge eating, and feelings of food addiction. Last year, Green Mountain opened its Women's Center for Binge and Emotional Eating, the only clinical program in the nation dedicated solely to women suffering with binge eating disorder and emotional eating. Ready to set yourself free from dieting and restrictions, untruths, and fads? Visit fitwoman.com forward slash love food for more information. And here's a special event to help you start 2017 mindfully for overall health, happiness, and well-being. Green Mountain at Fox Run is hosting a special meditative retreat from January 4th to 7th called Mindfulness for Women Who Struggle with Food and Body, a meditative retreat designed to help you reduce stress, eat well, and move joyfully. Visit fitwoman.com forward slash love food for more information. Hey there, letter writer. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to let me know about your experiences with food. And no wonder you are so mixed up and fearing all this judgment. You know, it sounds really complicated, but I hope we can sort things out. And, you know, as you're learning, as you're training to become a dietitian, which Side note here, I really, really want you to stick with becoming a dietitian. You may have heard me talk about um, my passion in promoting size diversity in our profession. I spoke about it in this podcast during episode six when I chatted with Glennis Oyston. And we really firmly believe that our profession is stronger with diversity and size diversity is included in that. So you know, the things that you told me about in your letter, I'm really pulling for you because I think you would make our profession stronger. And, you know, what we're learning um, when we're training to become a dietitian, of course, is like anatomy and physiology, um, chemistry, and then, of course, nutrition science. And so you're learning the function of food and our metabolism. And, you know, there's also another part of food. It is the great connector. It is something that emotionally connects us and grounds us and where it got mixed up for you, of course, is that you got the message that your body wasn't acceptable by your parents. I feel like over the last generation or two, there's been this concern about body size with children. And so any kind of um, steps towards helping a child lose weight, I know it's done 
for the most part, because of loving concern, I also just know that it makes more of a mess than helping. But, you know, it, it sounds like you got the message that your body wasn't acceptable, so you needed to punish it by not having enough food. And then when you would go on the weekends to your grandmother's, you know, you were taught that this is an expression of love. And I think because of the dichotomy of that, it probably ended up feeling so soothing. You know, having food in celebrations or when we're grieving, those are already going to be soothing. But when you've been deprived, it's going to feel really good. And I have a feeling that started this lifelong kind of confusion for you. And especially when we're young, when we don't have like our frontal lobe fully <laughs> developed yet, you know, our brain is still a child. Um, it's hard to make sense of all that. But of course, we know kids are smarter than we give them credit for. So what I want to do now is I'm going to call a dietitian that I've just started to get to know. Her name is Lauren Anton. And let's give her a call and see if she has some solutions to help you. And um, let's see what we can do with that. Hey, Lauren, it's Julie Duffy Dillon. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm awesome. Thank you for taking time out of your day to help me with this letter. No problem. Awesome. Well, so did you read it? What'd you think? Oh, yeah, I read it. I thought, um, I just, you know, one, I just wanted to say um, the letters just on your show are um, are poetic. I mean, that's the word that that kept popping in my head. I really... One resonated with this, and two, I just see this in the clients um, that I see all the time. Um, you know, I, yeah, I, I am also a registered dietitian, and um, you know, I really, I really understood the part um, where she says, and I'm looking for, I have it right in front of me right now. Um, you know, just that part where she's like afraid to go into the world being judged as a dietitian because people have this conception or misconception of how dietitians should be. Um, you know, and not only am I a dietitian, I'm also a certified personal trainer. And, uh, so there is that sort of, sometimes there's an expectation that you got to look a certain way and be a certain way and, and all that sort of thing. And, um, so I really understood, um, her, you know, just sort of fear of going out there and fear of the judgment. And, and, and she's even saying in this, in this, uh, letter that she's experienced judgment already, which does not surprise me. I, you know, real frankly, sometimes, um, you know, when people go into nutrition, it's to sort of control their own food um and not not always in the best way and so um i love that she went in to help others uh so yeah that was that was something those are my first thoughts when i read it and i remember just reading the end of it it said um i don't want to let anyone take anything away from me anymore I am graduating soon in fear what I will have to face when in the food and health industry. How do I deal with this constant judgment and how can you and I just exist in peace? And I was like, my, my biggest piece of advice, if I, if I, you know, if that's what's being asked um, mm-hmm, right now, definitely. <laughs> is, um, is it's going to be all about, and this is what I've done just for myself, is surround myself 
with like-minded folks, um, you know, uh, getting, um, cause it's real easy to get, um, surround yourself with people who are crazy with their food, obsessed, um, obsessed with like quote unquote clean eating, obsessed with dieting, obsessed with looking a certain way, um, obsessed with, um, exercising to the point of constant injury and misery. Um, it's real easy to surround yourself with that. It is also equally, um, and it might, it might not be as easy, but it's equally possible, um, to surround yourself with people who are, uh, espousing a non-diet approach who are, uh, you know, look, uh, who take a philosophy of all foods fit, who have a philosophy of health at every size and, uh, who actively are advocating, uh, against weight stigma. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I feel like um, that's the beautiful thing about social media these days, because I don't know about you, but I graduated my undergrad in 98. And so there wasn't any social media. There was barely email. And um, I had a a way of experiencing food that was definitely... you know, I was definitely an intuitive eater, even though I didn't know that term yet, but I didn't believe in diets. I didn't think of food as good and bad. And I felt like a weirdo. And so this letter writer needs to know, um, that there are people that are consistent with her message and we would love to help her or him or her find that, you know, that group of people that are like her. And, um, you know, the other thing, I don't know if you've uh, seen this too, Lauren, but I've noticed there's been uh, more colleges that even have health at every size or body positive groups on campus that um, are bringing up, you know, size diversity and advocacy issues. Have you seen some of that? Because I noticed that's starting to happen more and more. No, and I am <laughs> thrilled. Um, oh my, I, usually, I wish you could see me right now because my look on my face is like, thrilled. Um, mm-hmm. I did not know that. No. Um, I do know that even when I was in there and this was a second career for me, to be honest. Um, you know, uh, but it was, people were sort of bucking up against the whole, like you have to eat perfectly, but there was definitely mostly people wanting to eat perfectly. So I'm really glad to hear that this is just totally being thrown out because I, this, the research doesn't support it. Um, in terms of, you know, um, ignoring hunger and fullness cues, dieting down. Um, you know, when I have, when I take on a, any clients, um, regardless of where they are in terms of their weight, um, I'll tell them like, you know, I, they may come in with like a weight loss goal, but I, I will sort of steer them towards like, you know, look, I'm not against, um, weight loss curse, like in and of itself, if your body, you know, ends up feeling it needs to do that. Um, but, um, what I don't like is sort of having weight loss as a goal. Mm -hmm. Um, that's not, that's going to be, and like the person says it right here, she's, she's the letter writer, you know, um, over the next 10 years, I was every size. I was, you know, I like to say, quote unquote, obese, thin, average and everything in between over and over again. Um, you know, so she's, and now she's settled into herself, which is as she says, I'm trying to find it, but in a slightly larger than average body now. And, and I'm finally learning to find peace and happiness. Um, so that's, that's, you know, she's finally settled into her own body and that's, that's what we need to do is become, uh, essentially advocates, um, uh, of, you know, having size diversity, mm-hmm. um, and not, not constantly trying to fit into, you know, I, I swear there's like two, 
two different body types you can be. Um, you know, and, and actually Deb Brigard, um, she came up with this really cool, um, I can't remember what it's called. It's like poodle science or mm-hmm. something. Um, and you can add that to, um, uh, the website and, um, that's yes. a great one. That would and, be a great one for the food piece syllabus. Yes. It's not on there, but yeah, no, the poodle science, <laughs> yes, it does need to be on there. And I, you know, people who are listening are probably like, what are they talking about? <laughs> but first of all, if you haven't listened before, the food piece syllabus is a gathering of tools that on this podcast, we've kind of just accumulate over time that we think are necessary um, components to helping to build a healthy relationship with food in your body. And poodle science, do you want to describe what poodle science is? Okay, so poodle science is, um, I I resonated with it because for years I've been using um, my two-minute body image talk um, using dogs. And so when Deb put this out, I was loving it. It's essentially, it describes, um, I'll describe it the way I did, and then they can go look at Deb's because I've literally seen this, seen the poodle science a uh, little video twice now. So how I how I've always described it is like okay, so what types of I'll have my clients like name different types of dogs, and um you know so like different types of dogs. The, you know there's the you know Chihuahua, there's uh, Pitbull, there's I have a Greyhound. Know. Greyhound's always yeah. a good one to use. <laughs> yeah, Greyhound. Yeah, oh I, I I put that in there for sure. Uh, you know there's uh there's poodles, um, there's uh, mastiffs, there's uh, English bulldogs, there's pugs, uh, golden retrievers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, you know, would you look at, like, say, an English bulldog and say to that English bulldog, hey, you got to look like the chihuahua, you know, mm-hmm. and or or even even closer, um, would you look at the English bulldog and then say, hey, you have to look like uh, a pit bull? You know, English bulldogs often have like more, they're, they're thicker. They have a little more fat naturally and pit bulls have, um, they're leaner, um, they're more muscular and, um, the client would say, you know, usually my client will say, no, I would never ask a dog to look like another dog. That's silly. And I say, well, that's what we're asking humans to do mm-hmm. constantly, yeah. you know, not everyone's going to be a greyhound, right? Not everyone's going to be a chihuahua. Not everyone's going to be the pit bull. Yeah, you know, we're and we, yeah. All, right? And yeah. we to- right. Everyone's got to look like an Olympic athlete or like tall and thin, even if you're like five, two and, you know, in a, in a larger body, give me a break. Right. You know, yeah. it's, it's unrealistic. Um, the other day I said to a client, I'm like, that's like, you know, that's like saying, Hey, Lauren, I'm going to cut my toes off to fit into a smaller size shoe. It's just silly. Um, you know, so, cause I'm getting, I get to a lot of clients who, or, you know, making decisions about, you know, gastric bypass because their doctors have really scared them, um, you know, and I end up, you know, I, when I, when I have that happen, um, I, I always remember this is their body. This is their life. It's a really loaded, tough thing. Um, and I've seen them, I've seen them go poorly, real frankly. Um, and I've heard about them going well. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That gives you an idea. It's interesting. Um, I just I usually use a lot of motivational interviewing with that. Mm-hmm. Um, just like asking, you know, okay, well, what what do you believe this will give you? What will do? You, what do you think? What is your current body taking from you? Um, do you believe? And you know, what behaviors are are do you think are not working for you? Because 
Yeah, you know, when someone comes to me with a weight loss goal, I'll 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 say to them, look, um, I'm not going to treat weight. Um, what I am going to do is we're going to take a look at your, you know, behaviors, what's working, what's not, and go from there. That's, yeah. That's that's the name of the game. It's, right. The, exactly. the body's going to yeah right, and the body's going to do what it will. If, right. if it's going to, I can't guarantee weight loss. I don't know what your body's going to do. Well, the, you the, know? the thing that we don't know is how this person experiences food, I guess what their eating habits are like. But we do we do know this person has weight cycled her whole life, like over yes. 10 years, weight cycled like crazy. So, um, so we know any of those pursuits because of bullying or stigma have only led to weight cycling and this poor relationship with food. And you know, something that she said that I found really interesting and I feel like was like probably a metaphor and was something uber deep was that she yeah. said... Um, I never learned how to love you. And she was saying that to food. And I mm. was like, I was thinking about how how we relate to food mirrors, how we relate to other people and ourselves. You know, it's like this mirror image of it. And so I, when I read that, I was like, oh, she's never learned how to love herself or respect herself mm -hmm. or accept herself. And, and so what I think is happening is she's coming to this conclusion that this is just where her body's going to be if she doesn't want to fight anymore, like she could always diet and weight cycle, like that's always there. But does she really want that? And it sounds like no. But now yeah. she wants to do this job where there is judgment on size. I, You and I don't agree with it. But, you know, it seems to be even more challenging for us as dietitians or exercise professionals to have our body in the room and not be judged, you know. You know, so how is she going to deal with that judgment? And it seems like she knows if she like lets the judgment decide her food choices that it only leads to the cycling, you know? So, mm -hmm. oh, so I hope that she can find a way to like learn to love herself or accept herself or respect herself or all those three things, which I know are really pie in the sky idealistic, you know, like learn to love yourself. <laughs> I feel like I know that sounds really idealistic, but what if she even was it a place where she was like comfortable saying, I respect my body. You know, I respect where it is right now. I'm going to treat it respectfully. You know, I wonder if that would be a place for her to start too. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it, I think it's all about um, simply, and that's exactly what I say to my clients, which I borrow from Health at Every Size, um, is how, how can you respect and love your body today? Yeah. Is this respectful? You know, um, calling, you know, uh, starving it, um, beating it into submission with abusive physical activity. Those are not respectful things to be doing. And yet, you know, our diet culture asks us that of us all the time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, and that's that's what I would like to move literally every last client I have away from. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I feel like it's going to be up to her then when she decides to put it out there like, hey, mm -hmm. um, this is my body and I know I'm in a place of health, whether or not she's going to say that. I mean, I feel like that's up to her to self-disclose. And right. But um, it'll be interesting to see like how things go for her. And I and letter writer, I hope you keep us posted because I really, I, I really am rooting for this person. Like I want them to become a dietitian because I feel like this experience mm -hmm. is so vital to our profession to better help people um, just to understand this and, um, and, and, and to understand it in a way of not feeling like being in this larger body was the bad thing that it was the society stigma was the bad thing, you know? Yes. Um, Cause I feel like we have enough of the other people who are like, well, I was in a larger body and now I'm better, you know? I, and I, yeah. I get the sense this person is coming to the conclusion that, she's ready to like 
not wait cycle anymore. So, um, well, besides, um, these things, are there any other recommendations that you feel like would be helpful for uh, this letter writer to start with? Oh yeah. Um, for sure. I would direct her right to the book, um, health at every size, which I've already mentioned by Linda Bacon. Mm -hmm. If she hasn't already read that, hopefully she has, but, um, definitely add that. Um, uh, also, uh, Linda Bacon's website, lindabacon.org, um, is wonderful. She has, um, blogs on there. Um, really good website. Um, and then, um, I also like, um, and I say this, and I say this with a caveat. I like the book Mindful Eating by Jan Chosen Bays. I like that in general. I also um, am going to say this at the same time. I um, am fearful when people try to kind of, what's the word I'm looking for, use the mindful eating concepts or even hunger and fullness as just simply another diet. Oh, um, amen. Amen. Right? Yes. I have over it. It, that's not what it's about. And um, so read it and just know when I do mindful eating, I will bring in anything. Um, not so they, you know, obviously the classic one is the raisin, um, but, and that's in that book. But um, getting to know um, how the senses affect your hunger and fullness is a way to um, bring back the joy into eating food. Um, that's mm -hmm. why I like that book. Um, and oh, so it like does that. That's great because yeah, because mind fleeting often is just all these shoulds and it, I think <sighs> like, it disconnects to like joy, unless you're the, the joy is like accepting your thinner self, you know, but, uh, yeah. that's neat that it does that. And I agree with you. I feel like mindful eating, it has this bad connotation for a lot of people that I talk to because they feel like they failed it. And what we need to do whenever we're, we practitioners are teaching mindful eating is we need to make sure that we are using it in the way that's intended, you know, that there's permission, yeah. compassion, and you know, you and I, it sounds like we're on the same page with that. Um, so mm -hmm. that's really awesome to hear about that resource. I'm looking forward to looking into that as well. So we'll, we'll put those on the food piece syllabus for sure. Well, I'm wondering, is there a, um, if someone wants to get to know you or like hear more about your work, is there a way for them to get in touch with you? Oh yeah. Um, you can go to my website, arrive nutrition.com and that's arrive. Like you've arrived, um, <laughs> a R R I V E nutrition.com. Um, I'm on Instagram at Lauren Anton RD. Um, and, um, my Twitter handle is at L G a nutrition. Um, and I'll have a Facebook page coming soon. So <laughs> we'll, we'll put a link to all of those in the show notes. So it'll be a nice handy reference. And, yeah. um, we look forward to connecting in that way. And thank you so much, Lauren, for your time. This has been really insightful. What a great conversation. And, you know, I feel really passionate about having, um, dietitians being more inclusive with, with weight. And so, um, I'm glad to hear that you are also on the same page and, um, we really are rooting for you, Letter Writer. So um, again, thank you for your time, Lauren, and take care. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. So Letter Writer, I hope you found um, Lauren's thoughts and my thoughts on your letter helpful. I hope it gives you some good starting points. And I hope that one day you can say, you know, I have found a way to love food. And I know when that day comes, you're going to be saying that because you've also come to a place where you respect and love yourself. And um, I see food has written you back. So let's 
Let's hear what Fuda has to say. But like I said earlier, I would love to hear how things are going. I would love to hear about when you graduate and get your first few jobs because I'm really excited about you being a dietitian and bringing this message of size diversity, inclusion to the world. We all need it. Take care. Dear Mixed Messages and Fearing Judgment, the world has given you a tangled up web of lies about food and weight. You are worthy of nourishment no matter your size. Remember though, your body is important because it is the home for your soul while on earth. It deserves respect, acceptance, and love. We hope you believe that soon in your heart. As you work toward this healing, know you are already possessing the qualities so many will need from you as their dietitian. Love food. Do you have a complicated relationship with food and want to change? I want to help. Send your dear food letter to lovefoodpodcast at gmail.com. I hope to read about your experiences soon. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is the Love Food Series. Have you enjoyed the show, or would you like to give me feedback? I welcome your thoughts. Please give a review in iTunes and subscribe. This type of kindness helps the show continue. You can also tweet me at eatingpermitrd. Take care. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.